Welcome to episode 76 of Tim Talk, the podcast about the DC animated universe co-created by Bruce Tim. I'm Chris Lord. I'm Cameron Dexter. And I'm just going to go out and say it. We got a couple stinkers this week. We did. I will say, because I always do, it's not as bad as it could have been. <laughs> <laughs> Has there ever been a week when it was worse than you thought? Uh, uh, werewolf. Uh, oh yeah, um, uh, shape of the shadow of the moon, heart of, heart of the heart, of the, heart of the moon. Sure, one yeah, of those. dark of the moon, dark that yeah, <laughs> darker than Transformers, dark of the moon. Uh, that, I guess the terrible trio. I think that was even worse than I thought yeah. it was going to be. You know, I I will say because I remember Critters as being terrible. It is. Uh, it's so bizarre. It's just it's just it doesn't fit with anything else ever in the show. I was gonna say I wrote it in my notes. Uh, I mean, we'll obviously get to it later, but um, this feels like it should have been a Superman episode. It really does. Like though. that. That is the template of a Superman episode because yeah. it was Batman just beating up big things. And it's funny too because we always say that like, oh, this ep- was a Superman episode, a bad one. Like, oh, this would be more interesting if it were Batman. Yeah. I guess we're proven wrong, right? By this week, right? Yeah, and I, I didn't, I didn't necessarily love uh, Little Big Head either. Although it was, it was okay. It was an interesting idea. Um, it was kind of two episodes that, and neither of them got fleshed out well. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. So, um, but before then, before what's that. going on in the world of comic book movie news? Uh, a few things. Because I actually took notes for once. Thank God. I, I did not. <laughs> and by that, I mean I looked up articles five minutes before coming over. That's fine. That's that's more than I would expect from you. <laughs> Thank you. So I, I'm here to impress. <laughs> it's a new me. After episode 75, it's a, it's a new camera. It's a whole new camera. Yep. You're ready. New bits. It's coming in. Guns New blazing. stories. <laughs> new, new references. This is season two Cameron right here Ooh. coming at you. Oh, all right. But not like Riverdale season two, where it just gets really bad. Has it been really bad? I have, I have no idea. I stopped watching. Okay, I never even finished season one. I have a friend that just started uh, The Magicians, which I remember plugging weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks ago. Yeah, but I thought you liked The Magicians. I hated myself for liking The Magicians season one. <laughs> I didn't know you were capable of hating yourself for liking really bad entertainment. Oh, it! it <laughs> after every episode, I felt like I just needed a bath or a shower just, like, <laughs> just to wipe that away. But I kept watching anyway. And season two was, I, I couldn't do it. it. It got to a different level where it was just like, it it, was, it basically just turned into Chronicles of Narnia, the porn edition. Okay. And that's, and I'm like, I can't, I can't, I can't justify watching this anymore. I mean, I guess none of us have watched Gotham in a long time. I was going to say, it's like Gotham where it, gets, it got lost in its own absurdity. I think so. Okay. But I don't know. I have a friend that just started it, and she's deep in the heart of season two. So I'm curious how she's handling that. Oh, interesting. I I, I was listening to I think it was a Nerdist podcast. I guess now technically the ID10T podcast. Mm-hmm. And Hardwick was talking about how much he loves that show. It's such a fascinating idea. Okay. Um, because it it is basically isn't it sexy teen Hogwarts? Yeah. Okay. It's, it's American Hogwarts. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's American Harry Potter. Okay. Uh, but instead of wands, they do. Do, do you ever know? Did you ever know what finger tutting is? Uh, sorry, what now? <laughs> finger. Uh, it's such a. It's not a dumb fad. It was a weird fad in in like the breakdancing community. Well, this is why I don't know about it. Um, it's called finger tutting, um, and it's like kind of making weird geometric shapes with your hands and moving it to a beat. Okay. Um, 
It's very, I'll, I'll show you a video afterwards. Is this like Doctor Strange making his things? But yes. Like to music? Yes. Uh, but in a much more like rhythmic um, pattern. Okay. Mm-hmm. Tutting? Yes, T-U-T-T-I-N-G. Like, what's that, what's that from? Uh, because tutting is also... Um, so finger tutting is just a small version of regular tutting, which is like using your whole body to, to like... Uh, it's almost like doing like a robot dance, like doing the robot... Okay. I honestly have no idea how to describe it. I, I could I could show it. Like I could point it out to you. I can't show it because I can't do it, nor do I ever want to do it. <laughs> um, I, if it happens, I could point it out. Okay. It's it's another. It's like like crumping. Do you remember when that was a fad? I remember the name. Okay. It was in Bring It On, the the hand, the Hayden Panettiere one. Well, this explains why I don't know it. <laughs> what what what? Bring it. Oh wait, it wasn't like the third one. Bring it on all or nothing. Is that the? I think it's the third, third or the one. Fifth. I've never seen beyond the first Bring It On. Okay. Because the first so Bring you've It So you basically seen all of them then. Yeah, I mean the first Bring It On is actually a legit satire. Mm-hmm. Like it's actually a really funny movie with a lot of like really deep clever jokes actually and I feel like then everything else beyond that was just self-parody. Oh, yeah, but it was like it was just a self-parody of the one before it. Okay. So it's like when you save a photo like resave oh, okay, a photo yeah. over and over again, it just gets more and more pixelated. It's like the cinematic equivalent of telephone. Yeah. <laughs> and it just gets worse and worse. It's just a series of people pitching a movie that they just saw. Yeah. And every time the pitch gets worse and watered down and just it loses all of what makes that it interesting. That is exactly how it happens. Oh my God. Uh, to the point of I watched the last one, which is on Netflix, and I don't recommend anyone watching it because it's just like pure mush for your brain. Um, they did the same thing that, that Pitch Perfect did where like, would like the like they would make every word have aka part of it like oh. aka excuse me yeah uh, but they did that with cheer and there was one sentence I wish I could remember the sentence I I should write it down and have it like plastered on my wall because it <laughs> brought me so much joy where they used like cheer blank like six times in one sentence and it was the greatest sentence I've ever heard in a movie <laughs> oh my god because I mean like at least even just I was gonna say. Like grammatically, it's not right, but I guess phonetically, like "aka excuse me" kind of works. Yeah, right? none of these worked. No, none of like, these even tried to no. work. <laughs> also, I feel like that's the sort of thing the first bringing on was absolutely making fun of. Yes, Jesus, it's right. it's gone full circle. I, no, it hasn't gone full circle. It's gone a one eighty. Okay, well, it, it sounds like it's just like a, a a snake eating its own tail at this point, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. It, it was great. It was not great. You recommend all of them. I recommend every single one. You have five bat plugs today. <laughs> I have seven bat plugs. Yeah. Oh, my God. There are seven. Bring it I on. I think there's seven. Oh, Jesus. I, I, I don't want to think about it off the top of my head. It makes me sad to live in this town. Um, so where did we... <laughs> we news? News. How did we get to magicians? I, I, I'm not even sure. I don't know anymore. I don't know. But on the topic of self-parody, Nicolas Cage. Yes. This was such exciting news. <laughs> For me, and I think for the world, really. I think so, yeah. Um, the the superhero movie that I continue to forget to add to my list yep. every time. Do, are we even doing... Do we even have a crossover schedule? I think so, because I think... Um, do we? I, mean, I think other Chris really likes Chris Teen Titans. Yeah, I think he likes Teen Titans Go. Okay. I'm Someone in the group this. likes Teen Titans Go. Okay. Um, so they're, if, for those who haven't heard, they're making a Teen Titans Go movie, theatrical release movie. So it's Teen Titans Go to the movie. Um. And they announced that Nicolas Cage will finally get his his turn playing Superman. I, it's gonna and be that's amazing. So exciting! Absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, for those that don't know, which I feel like everyone who listens to this podcast, especially if you made it 76 episodes into this podcast, really, this is just for my mom. So, mom, yeah. here's the story. Yeah. Um, Kevin Smith was supposed to make a Superman movie back in early 2000s, late 90s. Um, yeah, late 90s. Yeah, called Superman Lives. Mm-hmm. Sorry, not Kevin. Kevin Smith wrote it. Tim Burton was, was yes. directing it. Uh, and it was going to star Nick Cage as Superman. Uh, but everything just kind of fell apart, probably because they cast Nick Cage as Superman. Yeah, it's probably for the best. Mm-hmm. There's a great documentary about how it failed, mm-hmm. uh, the death of Superman Lives. And uh, so it's finally, he's finally getting due justice. We're finally getting a sliver of what we could have had before. I, I feel like this works out better, actually, because we get to enjoy the absurdity that is Nicolas Cage Superman in a context that embraces its absurdity and making yeah. fun of it rather than actually trying to be serious, which that movie would have been. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I God, I just... It's one of those things where you think about it and you're like, in another timeline. I know. I wish. I, I wish. Look, I, I'm not going to say I'm a Nicolas Cage defender necessarily, but I think if you give him the right writer and the right director and the right tone... He's really great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Lord of War, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's amazing in the first Kick-Ass. He, second. First. First? First. first. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, Big Daddy. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking Jim Carrey. Yeah. Jim Carrey's in the second one. He is? Mm-hmm. It's Captain Stars and Oh, Stripes. that's right. Jesus. That's how forgettable that movie is. Oh, I for- yeah. <laughs> I forgot that Jim Carrey was in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I think he can be good. I think he'll be a lot of fun in this. <clears throat> yeah, one of my one of my favorite community episodes uh, was when Abed takes the the class Nicholas Cage, good or bad, <laughs> uh, and the the teacher's like, I do not recommend anyone watch more than like three Nicholas Cage movies in a week, and Abed watches all of them oh, in the no. span of a weekend, oh, and he no. like loses his mind. <laughs> Don't do that. And it's it's amazing. It's so funny. That's sort of thing my friend Andrew would do. <laughs> He likes to text me every once in a while. He's like, look at this cool martini I made. I'm going to drink it while watching Face Off. <laughs> um, don't watch Face Off. Don't. So terrible. Uh, but yeah, so that's super exciting for, for everyone, really. Oh, yeah, for the world. Yeah. It I mean, is a gift to the world. We were already going we to see this movie for, for our crossover podcast, but now we have something to look forward to. I mean, I've never watched Teen Titans Go. The trailers make it look entertaining Mm -hmm. maybe for me i'm detached enough from the original teen titans that like i wasn't part of that group that saw new titans was coming back around and it was all the same characters and all the same voices but an entirely different show i was like i know that i know that was you i i avoid that entirely because i did i I think i found out like a couple years in like what the fuck is this like weird pseudo teen titans thing Mm -hmm. so i missed that so i feel like i I can kind of go and be like well whatever as long as i'm entertained by it i'll be pleased i just hope they if if they really want to like fuck the fans me <laughs> yeah, you you personally me fans the yeah. fans of of my generation of of my age group um i hope the episode starts or the movie starts where the last episode ended because oh. the 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 cliffhanger uh, right of the original titans of season six episode one and then yeah. didn't finish the season oh my god um i hope they have like that storyline somewhere in the movie yeah and like should we get back to this no we have other things to do yeah we've got more I just like go off to the that other would be mentioned. genius i it'd be so mean i would laugh but i'd be crying on the inside i feel like they could do that i think they could I... they they have enough self-parody at this point yeah i sent you the i think i made you watch the the clip of the titans it's the titans in teen titans go 
watching an episode of themselves. You've mentioned the, it. I don't know if I've ever actually seen it. It was so funny. Yeah. I you did send me the clip of we used to all be the robins. So cool. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, All the Robins is is another just amazing scene. I liked that one a lot. But yeah, I'll have to go check out that as well. I could probably find all that stuff on. I should probably maybe start watching it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like there, there are standout moments. But I've also not given the show a chance. Because okay. I am still attached. So, so attached. Well, maybe when we're done with this, we'll do Titan Talk. Yes. And we'll get after a season six, episode one. And they're like, well, I guess we have to do Teen Titans Go. No. And it'll be another like year and a half of you just crying every episode <laughs> of the podcast because it's not, every it's, not, it's not the real Titans. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, who knows? It might be good. I hope I'm, it's I'm, good. I'm interested in it. I'm certainly yeah. interested in it. I, I'm, always, um, I'm always a supporter of, of animated movies. But I, I think, honestly, it, okay, I was going to say it may not matter. Because I suspect we might hit peak comic book movie next. Because the Infinity War trailer dropped. It did. And it looked amazing. Oh. So, oh, so, so I usually now will watch a trailer like maybe twice mm -hmm. and then try to move on from it. And if anything, try and forget so I can just go in as oh, cold I as hate possible. Myself. I, I've probably watched this like a half dozen times. I dissected every scene of this i'm listening to a podcast right now where they do that exact thing yeah don't worry guys we are not about to do that okay good yeah yeah we're not gonna do that <laughs> but i mean okay there but there must have been at least some some standout moments some highlights for you from this um seeing all three teen babies is great you have spider-man shuri and teen groot are all in this oh oh that's right mm -hmm. but i don't know if they'll ever actually i don't think they're gonna i, I think, think yeah because the the way i think the story is gonna go if anyone, uh, I think Groot and Spider-Man are going to meet. Possibly, yeah. Cause um, it looks like there's a good... It seems like the what's going to take place on Earth is mostly going to be out in Wakanda. Mm -hmm. And then it looks like there's a, a separate faction that's doing a lot of... As much as I would job. love to see Spider-Man try and fight in a giant open field. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, guys, I'm just going to sit this out yeah i'm gonna hang, I'm gonna, I'm gonna can, hang I, can i just ride one of those rhinos i feel like that's the yeah. best i'm gonna get just gonna here. hang back he uh, he's lucky he ends up in a place where there's just like stuff floating through space like oh my god yeah look <laughs> at all these things i can swing i from. can swing from anything <laughs> yeah it it oh my god i did think it was interesting because they obviously released the uh final poster not the final poster but like a big poster for yeah. it and it has like all the characters on there and all the names at the top. My God, that list goes on forever. Yeah. What I thought was really interesting, and this shouldn't be too much of a surprise given how successful Black Panther was, but that both Denai Guerrero and Letitia Wright were listed amongst the cast up at the top. So that would be um, Shuri, not Shuri, um, Akoya, Akoya and, and, and um, Shuri. Oh, not um, na Nakia. No, no, no. Nakia is um. Uh, uh, Lupita Nyong'o. That's yeah. right. Yeah, she wasn't mentioned on there at, at all, which is interesting. Oh, that's interesting. But I mean, I guess she she could go back undercover. It's justifiable that she could be gone. Yeah, more so than the other two. Right. Um. But I mean, it, I did think it was very interesting that they're they're getting a lot of focus. Also noticeable absences on that poster. Hawkeye, and Jeremy Renner is not even listed amongst the the cast. Also, neither is um, Ant Man. I, that that doesn't surprise me. I think there was an interview. I want to say either with the Russo brothers or Kevin Feige saying Hawk, uh, Hawkeye is kind of on his own mission during this. Okay. So he might not be, because this is also part one of, of two. Yeah, well, even that is, it's unclear exactly what, because they've said, they've officially said that 
Avengers 4 is not Avengers Infinity War Part 2. Mm-hmm. And that they're holding on to the title until after the movie comes out. Yeah. Which I just remembered recently. So now that makes me also very excited to see this movie so we can finally know what's going to come next. Yeah. I think, like, maybe, like, Secret Wars or, like... The 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 scroll big rumor invasion, maybe? the big rumor has been scroll invasion and that's yeah. what um that's what Sam Jackson's been up to yeah well I mean because he's been yeah because he's in Captain Marvel which is featuring the scrolls yeah so mm, oh but that's what he's been oh that's what yeah, Fury's he, been doing on his own is he's been trying to hunt down yeah the scrolls oh yeah that that's the the rumor going around okay because right I don't think he's in this I don't think so either yeah I don't um, think they could afford him on top of everyone else God I know. I think that's part of what this is so exciting is this has never been done before. Exactly. Ever. And not only has it never been done before, but it, you can't help but feel hopeful that it's actually going to be good given the fact that I think they've been on a kind of an upward trend. Mm-hmm. Like what was the last time you saw a Marvel movie that you thought fought out just like didn't hold up to its hype or didn't hold up to its potential? Guardians 2. Okay. Yeah, I guess, last summer. <laughs> I guess that was last summer. And I think that's, that's kind of fair. I kind of mm-hmm. felt that way a little bit too. I appreciate it more the second time around. Okay. Um, I guess that's kind of fair. But yeah, kind of since Ultron, yeah. I think it's been pretty much an uphill swing. Yeah. Because I mean, they've been deli- they seem to be learning from their mistakes mm-hmm. or, and also learning from their successes too. They're like the one, <laughs> the one company in entertainment that takes the good lessons from the like successes and yeah. then follows through on it in other ways rather mm-hmm. than like taking the bad lessons. There, did you hear the joke about um, why they chose Cheetah to be the next Wonder Woman villain? Was this on the Weekly Planet? Because they were like... I, th- I, I heard it on the Weekly Planet, but I heard it... Oh, okay. I, yeah. I read it on Tumblr a few weeks before. Uh-huh. It was the... Uh, all the movie execs saw Black Panther and they're like, oh, this movie's working. I know what they did. And then the Tumblr version was, it was a giant poster for a Garfield movie. <laughs> it was a Garfield poster, and then it was um, another cat poster. Yeah. They're, um, they're going to make Garfield. Yeah. Uh, they're going to do adaptation of Cats. Yeah. The musical. Uh, but that was the joke of why they chose Cheetah. It's like, yeah. oh, people really want to see Cats. All about Cats. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, what, that's what made this movie so successful. <laughs> Yeah, that's the Isle of Dogs is gonna plummet because yeah, we're in a cat exactly. phase right now. Kill all the dog movies. <laughs> it's only cats. We're gonna this reshoot all of Isle of Dogs, make it Isle of Cats. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! All right, so I guess one one last little bit of news here. Actually, not, not a little bit of news. Kind of a huge piece of news. It's huge. Yeah, because um, um, I'm I'm very curious about how it's gonna work out. We're getting a new gods movie mm-hmm. from a- Ava DuVernay to to add on to our infinite list of DC movies coming out soon. Well, this I think this is part of the problem, right? I don't trust they're actually gonna make anything they announce. Right. We we've brought this up a few times where it's them just throwing out a name, a movie, and a director. Yeah. And seeing how the fans react. And if it's negative, they just stop talking about it. Yeah. Until it, it leaves and the... Everyone seems pretty excited about this. Now, I haven't seen Wrinkle in Time. I you, have. You have. I know you weren't thrilled the movie itself, but do you think, based off of what was there, this is a good choice for a director to go and do The New Gods? Which, I, there's some kind of visual, spatial similarities yeah. there. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm curious how she'll handle it. Because... Because again, like Wrinkle in Time, I don't know how much of a hand Disney had in like kidifying it, yeah, or keeping it entertaining for for children. Because mm-hmm. it's the same thing I, I had with Tomorrowland. Like I feel like Tomorrowland could have been amazing, 
if it wasn't Disney. Yeah. Which is hard for me to say because you love Disney, Disney is and also life. it literally could not happen. Right. That's yeah. true. Um, but but yeah, I I am curious how she would handle it. Cause yeah, cause like you said, it's a very similar thing. It's it's jumping planets, uh, different environments. Uh, I'm curious if she will learn from Wrinkle in Time. Yeah. Well, not... And also not having a full kid cast. Yeah, I mean, that would help. I mean, this is... It's a very interesting idea. I never thought we'd see a new Gods movie. Absolutely not. I, I was listening to uh, 12th Level Intellect, so the Watch Our Database, their podcast, mm-hmm. right after Justice League, and Ted was talking about how he's like, well, you know, disappointed as we were that Darkseid was in the movie. Because, like, well, this would have been so much better if they just put Darkseid in here. Like, right. Don't half-ass this. If you're going to just copy the Avengers, at least lean into it and be good. Yeah. But now, by not including him, we may have been spared what would have been probably a really terrible 75% Zack Snyder, 25% Joss Whedon version of Darkseid. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess we, we have to get him now because you can't do right, you new, can't gods do new Gods without, without him. him. Right. And, I mean, based off of, like, the Superman episodes, the New Gods is a very interesting concept or interesting property. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really curious about this, and it will probably never see the light of day. I know. Uh, Honestly, I would just I would just be happy to see it as an animated movie. Oh, that would be interesting. Because, um, yeah, like, the episodes they have in JLU are always super yeah, fascinating. Yeah, those are really good. Uh, and uh, Brave and the Bold, they're super fun. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I like they. Those are always the most creative episodes. I feel like, and so if they can get a movie version, uh, sorry, an animated movie version. Well, that might also spare them the generally terrible CGI in these DC movies. Mm-hmm. I really don't. I, I guess it just must be so chaotic behind the scenes that they just don't get this stuff done in time. Actually, I know that's true because uh, randomly, one of my Uber drivers once was an animator, like was a visual effects artist on. Justice League. Okay. Yeah. And he was talking wow. about how it's they, like... They, he, he went to Uber after that. Well, I mean, he was like a, a freelance yeah, guy who yeah, was brought yeah. in to help on it. But he was talking about how stuff would just come in. Like, he would do a pass on it, and he knew it needed notes, and he'd send it out the door, and they'd just get approved. Mm-hmm. Like, there was no one going like, oh, we need to, like, do another pass at this. Yeah. He, he totally assumed more passes would happen and never actually end up happening. There was there was a really cuz I follow a lot of um second time bringing up Tumblr. It's a dark side of my life. Uh for everyone who still is on Tumblr, they know it's a dark side of your life. Yeah. I follow a bunch of artists on there and there was one that brought up that exact point mm-hmm. of like there's no if you're like don't complain about the animators in a bad animated oh, film. Yeah. It's not it's not them, it's always the budget. No, it it is. It's absolutely the budget. It's people not making decisions at the highest level or higher levels fast enough to get this stuff done on time and get it approved. Yeah. Yeah, they're all, I think it's just kind of like like well the the guys will just do it. Like whatever, we'll push, we'll delay it, we'll they'll get it done at the last minute. It's like well if you do it at the last minute, it doesn't look good. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you end up with weird glossy face. Mhm. With off-centered mustaches and Yeah. So I yeah I mean Weird I upper lips. I don't know I I think the the idea of this director and this property is really interesting, um, but yeah I'm I'm I, I will wait to see it until it's actually being shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also jumping back to last note on on um, Infinity War, mm-hmm. it was cool to finally get even though it was just like six frames, we finally got to see all four of the children of Thanos. Oh yeah, you, you get to see one of them in a more close-up scene with Strange. Oh yeah, would, would you? Would, yeah, we don't know if that's editing, magic. If, if, yeah, if, if that's actually together. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they they look pretty freaky. Yeah. Yeah. They all look so much better than 
what's his face? I already forgot his name. Steppenwolf. Yeah, Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf. Yeah. Steppen time. <laughs> oh, my all-time favorite Disney song, actually. Is it really? I I love Mary Poppins and Steppen time in particular. I we should remake the song with Steppenwolf. <gasps> we need someone more talented than us when it comes to music. Yeah. But yeah, we should absolutely. Do that. I mean, we can do a rough draft and then send it to people who know. Send what it to someone doing. else. Yeah. Um. Oh wait, no, because what? The one matter. we were trying to do was um, for uh, let it go with. Jeff Goldblum. Oh, okay. I was like, yes. I was like, what was this? I couldn't remember. Thank you. You were there. I was yeah. already forgetting. <laughs> we're going to rewrite Let It Go from Frozen, but be about Jeff Goldblum's career. All about career. Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. yeah. And how amazing he is. Okay. Um, have we put off talking about the real topic long enough now? I know. I feel like we have very little to talk about for our episodes, <laughs> which is funny. I think I have a lot to talk about in, uh, in plugs, actually. So, okay. Yeah. Our, okay. So... First one we have up is uh, Little Big Head, which is the... Little Big Head Man. Little Big Head Man. Thank you. So we, we get to bring back both Bizarro and Mixius Pitlick. Yes. Two villains that we generally really, really like. Right. Um, I, I feel like <laughs> when we talk about Superman episodes we, we like, I feel like we often forget about Mixa Pitlick. That, I mean, it, that is a great episode. One of the all-time best. Written mm-hmm. by Paul Dini. Uh, this one was co-written by him. Uh, I did find one piece of trivia that I think sums this up really well. And I guess it was, I think, one of the writers, I'm not sure who, who said that this idea looked good on paper. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I read, like, the sentence description of, like, oh, this is going to be cool. I mean, because it, it is a clever setup. It's Mixius Pitlick, out for revenge against Superman, unable to personally interfere, tracks down Bizarro, mm-hmm. and unleashes him on Earth once again. Yeah. It's a great idea. But then I think they didn't know what to do with it once yeah, they one, got there. Right. Because I, I I was enjoying all the preamble to it. Like, even we could spend a little bit of time on Bizarro's planet, mm-hmm. which I guess is, like, in the comics, it's Earth spelled backwards. I'm not even trying to figure out. I just call it Bizarro World. Bizarro World, yeah. But, like, yeah, he's got all these, like, rock cities and rock people going around. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he he's surveying his city like it's all good. And then when it's too calm, he just casually kicks a boulder into it. Yeah. And he saves one in order to kill <laughs> a dozen. So many people. I, I love, though, his approximations mm-hmm. of things, uh, particularly his Lex Luthor, which just had like a, a shiny rock yeah. sitting on top in place of the bald head. It was, I, it was great. I also loved, um, he has his own Fortress of Solitude, of course. Mm-hmm. I loved that he doesn't have a dedicated entrance because as he's flying in, you can just see that the ice is just filled with holes. Yeah. He, he just, just crashes break, through. <laughs> yeah, breaks through it in a different spot every time. I know. It, whatever he wants, every time he does it, it's... It, Seems like stuff like that was pretty fun, or even when Mixie's bit like shows up mm-hmm. and tricks him into thinking that Superman is his enemy. Yeah, is making fun of him. Yeah, with that with that really fun little cartoon within a cartoon of Superman and like all of his, the major cast, including Supergirl. Yeah, I was thought, gonna say Supergirl's in there, which I thought was kind of fun, like kind of acknowledging that she's around, even though she's like never around. Right. Uh, yeah, making fun of Bizarro and getting him all pissed off, and it, like, that was also kind of a clever way to recap where we left off with Bizarro, why Superman left him there, and even a little bit of why. Yeah, um, yeah, because it's been a while since we've seen Bizarro. Yeah, it was some, what was it, mid-last season? Mm-hmm. Probably somewhere around there. So, like, as it's doing all that stuff, I'm, I'm on board. I'm like, oh, this is interesting. I'm liking this. Um, I just feel like... Yeah, once he got to Earth, um, one, there was no reason for Mixapitalic to be there anymore. Yeah. Um. And two, I think the writers just didn't know where to go from that. It's a great, like, first act. And then once they get done with that, and then it's just Superman and Bizarro fighting again, 
like, oh, we don't really know how to have Superman change his mind. Because clearly that's where it's going to have to end. Yeah. Um, but they can't, like, it's hard to connect that. Yeah, I think, yeah, once they started fighting, it just, they kind of, I think the writers realized, like, oh, we can't just have them fight it out. We have to do something with Mixie's Pitlick. So the solution became, oh, well, he gets pulled off by the, the council, the fifth dimensional the fifth dimension, council, yeah. and, and punished. Again, I think a good idea in of itself, mm-hmm. this idea of take away Mixie's Pitlick's powers. And dump him on Earth and make him do a good deed. Yeah. Again, a great idea. But then they don't pay that off. Right. I think that would have been... like That's the episode that I want. Like, yeah. cut Bizarro out of it. I want Mixapitalik to break his promise. Superman stops him. And then, yeah, he goes to the council. They strip his powers. And he has to, like, learn from Superman. Yeah. Of, like, oh, I can be a hero, too. Kind of like a Batmite episode. Oh, okay, yeah. Because, like, Batmite is great. Because um, Batmite shows up in Brave and the Bold, right? Yeah, and in Teen Titans. Oh, okay, yeah. Because mm-hmm. he never shows up in this. So. Oh, too bad. I know. Um, Except that weird robot in Heart of Steel. That's true. That's as close as we're going to get. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, have him, like, have to learn from Superman. And, like, you can even do that funny montage that every cartoon does when you have to have someone be a good person. Yeah. Because every every cartoon has the villain there's one episode where the villain tries to be good yeah or he like tries to help someone cross the street and like maybe he'll like walk them through traffic yeah like they they almost get hit yeah he gets i'll say he gets run over but then he's he no longer has power so right yeah, you know, that, yeah that, that would call, that'd be a problem i i think that would have been more fun to get to explore mm-hmm. spend more time with him without powers too like he's so used to being just what like, omnipotent yeah fifth dimensional yeah 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 omnipotent is is yeah godly why was that word not coming to me um yeah like you don't even need superman in this episode no like you have him you have mix a be the main character he doesn't have powers and then he just sees how boring the third dimension is yeah like what did i find amusing about this just yeah maybe becomes desperate trying to like do whatever he can to get back and eventually he has to learn like, Oh no, I got to actually like legitimately help. Mm-hmm. It would have been a more, you know what they should have done with the story. Now mm-hmm. that you talk about it that way, what this should have been a, uh, wizard of Oz kind of story. Oh, with mix of My God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, or he has to like, it doesn't even have to be like in, it should be in metropolis cause it is still a Superman episode. Yeah. But like he comes across like three crooks, that that are also like down on their luck and yeah. they're trying to figure out and host he he's think he thinks he's being a good person by having them come on a disventure and like they're all gonna yeah. do a good deed together. Then he oh, learns at the end they've all been like using God. him to get a heist. That would have been amazing. That would have been yeah. such a fun episode. Yeah, he's like too clueless to realize that he's actually making everything worse for himself. Yeah. But he's like, I'm doing a good deed. I'm yeah. helping these people. Yeah, because he doesn't know because good deed is is very um, it's it's loose. He has yeah. no real concept it, it, of this. It's, uh it's connected to how that person has lived their life. Yeah. I don't know what that... I, there's a word that's not coming to me right now. Relative? Sure. Yeah, that's the right <laughs> word. Yeah, it's relative. Um, so, yeah, like, his idea of a good deed could be getting rid of Superman. Yeah. Um, oh, like, he comes... Like, he, like, teams up with, like, some... I don't, I don't know, maybe, like, some low-level Superman villains. Maybe, mm-hmm. like, a Lightner. I, I wouldn't is want it, it to be any other villain. Okay, I like want to just, just, just general like three crooks. yeah random random okay. crooks, and they're like, um, 
it's like the three of them are sitting there and like our getaway driver isn't there he's like oh i can drive a car yeah oh this is a good deed i can do yeah <laughs> that would have been amazing that would have been so much fun you know i i would have much preferred that because i i think bizarro could have been left where he was that was mm-hmm. kind of like his happy ending yeah. i guess he gets basically the same happy ending here I guess it's probably my problem with the Bizarro storyline is that we just kind of end where we started, more or less. Yeah. It's the nature of cartoons. Yeah, I mean, that's the sitcom ending. Yeah. You, go, you make the full but circle. Yes, that would have been really, really fun. You almost have to do like a, like kind of like an anti-Mixie's Pistolated episode. Like that one was him at his peak power, constantly getting undermined. And like, this is him actually trying and yeah, not getting like tricked by Superman, but mm-hmm. just not understanding and getting caught up in all of it. Yeah. I have so much better. <laughs> I mean, look, I there were moments in this that I liked. Like, I think we've we've said that the first act is pretty good. Mm-hmm. I like when it's it's kind of ridiculous, but I like when Bizarro shows up at the Daily Planet based off of Mixie's like suggestion, like, "Hey, try that place." Yeah, and Clark gets kicked out the window, and he just falls, and there happens to be an open manhole. Uh, yeah, this is so good. And un like he's completely pro- unprotected open manhole in the middle of the street, just like falls through and pops back up again. I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind of cheesy but it works it's i fun. yeah because I, I before he fell in the manhole i started to write out like what do people think when they look up and they just see a guy stripping falling from a building yeah and it turns out to be superman it's like oh it's just superman he's just yeah. doing it doing his thing like i i liked that i thought it was kind of fun the big t-rex came mm-hmm. back yeah the one from the um the first krypton episode way back like that is the same one oh i didn't even think two? about that yeah episode four if you count the first three is mm-hmm. three um also so apparently because i was uh, so uh like one of the cameron miller who's like one of the guys on instagram who's connected with us after listening he messaged me and saying that uh the t-rex that batman fights in the end of mean seasons i guess does make it into the cave Okay. I couldn't remember. I had this like vague recollection there's a T-Rex in like the yeah. JLU episodes and in, in Batman Beyond. And that's the one. He also pointed out that, you know, there was another T-Rex in the old Superman episodes. That one makes a reappearance. Okay. Here. T-Rex is just popping up left and right. It's a good villain. In the DCAU. Yeah. I feel like it's always it's always a, a threatening thing that you can just pop into any situation. Any situation. Totally makes it work. I mean, it's best done to meet the Robinsons. Oh, and he's got the, yeah, I've got a big head. I've got a big head and little, little arms. arms. I've actually like never this... seen that movie, but just seen that clip. Yeah. Just, it's always stuck with me. I feel like so this, this plan wasn't really thought out very well. Yeah. Master. <laughs> Master. Uh, what, were other, what, other, what other moments you liked in this one? Um, You you did mention like the ending was just the same as the beginning, but I thought it was kind of cute of like mm-hmm. Mixapitalik's good deed is he has to like be the prop person for bizarro world and like set up all of the damsels in distress he has to facilitate bizarro's fantasies yeah i got that that was funny and cute that was kind of funny i I like the line from superman when he's trying to convince bizarro not to truck to mixie he's like him lie like rug yeah it's like such a weird blunt comment but it Mm kind of works coming from superman to bizarro yeah i really didn't like the task force that was oh, sent out to attack him. They just, they just kept hammering him with like that sonic gun? Yeah. Because I feel like Superman should have taken more offense to that. Because clearly that's the task force meant to stop Superman. Stop him. Yeah. yeah. And I, he just kind of like... Because like they ran over the second they hit Superman. They're like, are you okay? Yeah. And well, like, it's not just they hit Superman. It's Superman jumped in front of what yeah. would have been the lethal shot to take out Bizarro. And that's part of what convinces Bizarro that Superman's on his side. Yeah. I liked that moment. Yeah. It was just... It was the lead up to that of like... 
Superman should take a lot more offense to this Superman task yeah, force. Yeah, like, wait, what? Why do you guys have this? Yeah. Because we've seen them once before, right? I think so. Maybe something having to do with inner gang? Maybe. I don't remember. This problem, a lot of these blend together. Yeah. Um, kind of forgettable. But yeah, I would I would have liked Superman to, to be more. <laughs> and also when he comes back uh, after the trial, I didn't like that, it, that they left off right where it was. I would have, I would have preferred like Mixapitalik comes back because he's all excited like at least I get to watch the fighting still. Yeah, I wanted him to come back to them like oh and it's yeah they just made up. Yeah, um, and so that was like then he would have lost everything. Yeah, uh, see, hmm. again, good on paper. Mm-hmm. I mean, two of the best villains so far. Like this, this mm-hmm. is like an idea that we would have thrown out in one of our episodes of like this is a team up that would be really exciting. Mixapitalik yeah. and Bizarro are together, and it's the people that are like. The not psychological villains, but like like the anti psychological villains. Yeah. Of like they're just a nuisance to Superman. Yeah, there's a nuisance, but they're playful. Yeah. And they're fun. And they are likable in their own way. I think that's part of what sets them apart is that Bizarro has always been positioned as being sympathetic mm-hmm. and likable. And Mixie just for just sheer absurdity and fun, I find him very likable too. Yeah. Plus Gilbert Godfrey. Right. Just you can't it's perfect. Mm-hmm. Just so perfect. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, I think your uh, your pitch would have been a lot better, actually. Yeah, the Wizard of Oz style. Uh, that would have been that would have been great, so much. That would have been a great, great episode. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Well, because like you can do that with with really any villain, and I think it would be fun. Of yeah. like they they're trying to turn around, but none of them know what a good deed is. Yeah. Um, and so they just end up doing other bad things. Um, if we were better writers. <laughs> we do it ourselves. <laughs> we were only doing this podcast twenty years ago. Yeah, when we were both children. Yeah. Hey, at least you were five when this came out. Yeah. Yeah. So like I, an, I could talk in full sentences. You're like then. an actual human at that point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure everyone would have loved to hear a five-year-old on a podcast. Oh god, that must exist. I'm sure it does. Yeah. If we're two narcissistic schmucks that think people want to listen to us, you can imagine a five-year-old. Well, you know, that's like the biggest, it's not, I think it might be dying out on, dying out on YouTube, but that was like the biggest thing for a while was children toy reviews. Oh yeah. That's like some kid that makes like millions a year off that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's the most viewed uh, channel on YouTube. I think he still is. It's some, I don't remember his name anymore. It's someone's toys. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. His parents will like buy him a different toy every other day. And he'll just, he's like this four-year-old kid. And I was like, I like playing with it this way and this way and this way. Uh, and these videos have like 180 million views. Well, you know, sometimes you just need something pleasant. Yeah. To escape the darkness. Well, it's really just kids. Like, it's the autoplay feature for yeah. YouTube kids. and That's the truck, man. Mm-hmm. We should cut out all swearing. And we should try and get that going for us. We should somehow try and work our way into like the kids' autoplay thing. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure that'll go great. There's there's already a lot of. Drama I'm sure. Going I'm on sure. Just right static imagery in our voices will be perfect to try and retain the I'm attention sure kids of a five year old. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't get a goddamn dog to listen to me, much less <laughs> an actual human. Oh God. Now, here's another question. Mm-hmm. Was Little Big Head Man better or worse than Critters? Oh god, it, they were so different. Yeah, I I couldn't say they they felt like completely different entities. Well, you, you had a good point about this before we started recording that 
Critters feels like a Superman episode. Oh, absolutely. Um, this is a villain. I think I mentioned it when we already started recording. It's not important. Um, this Did is you definitely. That when we... I think Lucille. I fuck. Before I can't started. keep track of these things. This was like a whole twenty minutes ago. <laughs> Um, that's what people can write in and tell us that we did wrong. Yeah. Remember. Yeah. So we're going to have a lot of those today. Um, yeah, this is definitely an episode I would see in Metropolis over Gotham. Yeah. Of like, especially like, cause it could have been like farmer Brown could have been from Smallville and like, that would have been so much better. Man, you're doing such a good job with these pitches. I'm killing it today. Yeah, no, that actually would have been creative, creative juices. To that would have been really interesting if this was Superman episode. Yeah, and like Clark knew Farmer Brown, and he's like, oh, like this, he's a good guy. He, you know, he works super hard, and you know, like he was always, you know, kind of the the guy who would help out the other farms. They were struggling. He was always there to support people, and so like, yeah, we're I'm gonna like write up a story about him and try and like promote this new idea and all of a sudden farmer brown shows up these giant monster cows that even look like a fucking cow the first yeah, time around. Did, i don't know what that um, was but did you uh, it, what it reminded me of was okja was that the oh, name of the netflix movie yeah yeah where it's the genetically mutated animal mm-hmm. it was like a crossbreed between a cow and a pig yeah because didn't they terrifying yeah i thought the whole idea was like they were trying to find the most like benign, innocent looking animal possible. So you'd feel bad about it potentially being eaten. I actually haven't seen the movie. Oh, in Okja. Yeah. Oh, I, I watched the first half of it and I couldn't finish couldn't it through it. I heard it's good, but I, yeah, I just I've heard couldn't good do things. it. Just, um, I'm really bad about actually watching movies when they end up on Netflix. Yeah. It's, uh, it's too distracting. Mm-hmm. There's too much else going on. I know. Cause now we have queer eye. Why did you watch anything else? <laughs> I haven't watched any of that. I just watched the first episode. <laughs> it was going to go in my plugs. It was so good. I've never seen either iteration of Queer Eye, and I've seen half an episode of RuPaul's Drag Race. That's fine. Yeah, I've seen a full episode of RuPaul's Drag Race. Well, it's well established that you would make a much better gay man than I do. <laughs> well, well established. Sure, I'll, I'll take that as a compliment. Yeah, especially after seeing Love Simon before you. I know you <laughs> fucking asshole. <laughs> um. So yeah, this was a weird Batman story. It because is. there's no Batman element to it, really. There's, there's no, no detective yeah, work. there's no detective work. There's no mystery. Mm-hmm. He, because Bruce happens to be at this first unveiling of this massive genetically engineered cow. Now, okay, I got another question for you. Do you feel like they deliberately tweaked how the animals looked so they seemed less we'd be less sympathetic? Like, that cow doesn't look like a cow. Right. And obviously the chickens are these weird, like raven monster looking thing terrifying absolutely horrifying and even the bulls are Mm -hmm. the only one that is the same is the talking goat oh my god i forgot about the talking goat yeah the demon goat Mm -hmm. that thing is fucking terrifying there's a movie that i had to work on a few a few months no two years ago um called the witch uh yeah fuck that movie um yeah because is it black Bart? What's the, um, what's the name of the goat? Oh, God. What was the name of the goat? I, I, I blocked out so much of that movie. Yeah. I've heard that is a great horror film. It's fine. I mean, I hate horror films. Yeah, so having to watch that every day for like a month was yeah, misery. I've, I've heard it's really, really unsettling. Mm-hmm. The sound, the the score of this episode is very similar to the score of that. Really? It's like, yeah. Like that weird, like, hillbilly mm-hmm. violin yeah. pole? Yep. That was the score of The Witch? Yep. That's weird. Yeah. 
Um, that was one of the things I actually remembered about this episode was that weird. I know. I, I can't recreate that sound. I, I, yeah, like, I wouldn't try. Um, yeah, because I watching this episode, I couldn't figure out why I was like getting so angry with it. And I'm like, and it was like, after the goat scene, I heard like the three plucks of like some yeah. string instrument. And I'm like, because I've heard this before. They pulled you right back in. They did. Just those, those red, empty demon goat eyes. I hated that Just movie so much. Playing like Cameron. No, stop. Don't even fucking bring that up right now. Cameron. Um, so, yeah, it was... Um, I guess that's a reason for why they they changed, they altered the look of the animals. I mean, it just that took me it threw me off guard. I was I was like, this should look like a normal animal. But it was also my my justification for it is also um, they pulled all his funding, so these were like first round tests. Okay, that just kind of makes sense. It doesn't explain the first cow, but it explains all the other ones. Yeah. Well, the cow also looked normal ish. It didn't have those like bulging pus yeah, balls. Yeah, it looked like it could have been. Looked like it could have been a baby cow. Maybe. I guess. It looks a little bit weird. But yeah, so Farmer Brown unveils these things at this big expo. Bruce happens to be there and does like this ridiculous Toro move to try and knock the cow out. Successfully actually knocks the cow yeah. out. Yeah. Um, and then we jump forward a year and Farmer Brown is like up to it again and he unleashes a whole bunch of giant praying manti mm-hmm. out into Gotham. This is also a Scooby Doo villain, by the way. Oh my god, it was. It's totally a Scooby Doo villain. And then wait, what was um uh, Space goes coast to coast. One of his co-hosts was like the the big mantis looking guy too. What was oh what was uh, his Zardak? Name? Yeah. No, oh, yeah, that's just Yogi. <laughs> He's been doing that. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah, it, yeah. It I think like, Zardak. That Zardak. Sounds, I, that sounds right. That does sound right. Um, now because that was also just a bizarre moment too so these these giant praying mantises descend on gotham they happen to come across bruce when he's on a date with a girl whose name he can't remember i loved it that was that was a, that was a good little moment uh an otherwise shit episode but <laughs> i also found it bizarre so these things attack and they're bulletproof which i thought was weird initially until they later explained they're all genetically engineered like mm-hmm. these are genetically designed to be drone like drone attack things but initially, I thought, well, maybe they have them both. Zorak. Zorak. Sorry. Still pretty good. Mol- yeah, Space Ghost, Moltar, and Zorak. Yeah. Okay. But So I was thinking, like, okay, maybe they're bulletproof because then they don't want to be overly violent because they're still live animals. I, I also right? was thinking about that, of, like, how – because we, as we talked about last week, we know how much they love to destroy non-human creatures. Yeah, but these were actually living – things technically yeah, yeah they didn't make them robots so i don't think they could go as yeah. all out as like so I, I having thought, them melt yeah so i thought they were being like kind of protective of them in the like a just for the sense of like ratings and keeping it kid friendly that's why they were instead of having good shot like they were i thought they were just basically get like i thought they were gonna have their own version of like the andrea moan where they're gonna hit with the bug spray mm-hmm. and then like kind of like knocked out like twitching on the ground and okay yeah so i was really thrown when one of them got its arms ripped off yeah i was like oh whoa this is actually pretty violent when i thought they were trying to avoid this i was ready for them to grow back because he falls oh, back okay yeah and I, I was ready for like that the genetic mutation they throw it as like some yeah like lizard dna whatever can grow back limbs that would have made more sense too but then they just dissolve because i guess that's their if they are going to get captured or something that they, they're programmed to self-destruct that was a weird just well like, i think it was justification i think it was moment. a timing thing because um oh okay yeah because yeah. batman mentions like oh 
this wasn't a coincidence. It was someone showing off how powerful they were. Yeah. And then later, Farmer Brown, as he's about to release the silo rocket, um, mentions like... Stop thinking about that phrase for a second. Yeah. Um, he's like, oh, yeah, and these won't these won't die out as fast as the other ones did. Yeah. It It's just an odd... It's an odd concept. This this episode would have given me nightmares as a child. Like, these creatures were terrifying. They are really terrifying. You know, like... <laughs> you know what else is terrifying? His daughter, who he's been feeding growth hormones to. <laughs> yeah, like, I loved it. She was so funny. I, you know, what I thought? I thought they were going to just not state specifically what was going on there and just have her be super strong and kind of like leave that as an implication. But she acknowledges like, oh yeah, I've been taking beef, yeah, I've been taking I've been steroids. Taking beef steroids. That's why I'm super strong. Like it's like that it almost made it worse that they did acknowledge that was actually going mm-hmm. on. I would have kind of preferred if they just sort of implied her name was Emmy Lou. Emmy good old Emmy Lou. Yep. Um out on there on their weird farm inside a massive warehouse yeah. with elevators that go from square to round to square once again. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> It's yeah, probably, he's just showing off how technically brilliant he is. Yeah, he probably walks into a, a square elevator. The actual lift itself is perfectly circular and just goes to the tube and then it like Yeah. It just fits into a round hole. Well, so so what happened is there are so many like professors of of I'm sure you had the engineering professor that was like, How do you make a, a, a square peg go through a circle hole? And he's like, Oh, well clearly you turn the square into a circle on the way through and then turn it back to a square on the way out. There you go. And that was his solution. Yeah. His teacher thought he was crazy. He says, no, ha. I am not crazy. I shall do it in elevator form. This was just Farmer Brown way of proving. He could do anything. Yes. <laughs> he was way too smart. <laughs> too smart for his own good. And I, and they, they think they left in so many like generic um, like farmer boy midwest tropes in there like he was yeah. he was whittling wood yeah he's whittling at one point. well it was interesting he was whittling a a two-headed bull yeah well it's not even a two-headed bull but like a like a cat dog equivalent of a bull where it's like got legs and oh, heads yeah, yeah. on both ends mm-hmm. yeah so i'm like i was like oh maybe that's like the final boss they yeah. fight i'm like oh wait no i thought that was like a, a, a cool little like mm-hmm. setup like a foreshadow moment right. like oh no they just get shoved inside of a a a silo with larva. Yeah, it, that would have been cool. And also, um, I, I I wrote down while watching the episode because uh, Batman starts fighting Farmer Brown and Farmer Brown is like beating him. And we we talk a lot about how Batman is is weakened for certain villains. Yeah, and I'm like, this is definitely a villain where he's so smart. Batman should never have a fist to fist confrontation with him. No. And then he turns on his pitchfork, can shoot lightning, and I'm like. <sighs> Oh, never mind. This is great now. <laughs> it's just, uh, and there, there were a lot of like just kind of clunky, dumb jokes in this one too. Like one of the bulls is rampaging through Gotham, and Robin's trying to stop it, and it like literally bulls through a china shop. Yeah, and I was like, oh, that's some some low hanging fruit there. Mm-hmm. Also, when Batman is chasing the those creepy death chickens around the city, and they fly into a barbecue factory is that supposed to be like a joke about like the the chicken getting taken out by hot barbecue sauce i think so that's a weird joke yeah i wanted it to just transition straight into like a buffalo wild wings commercial <laughs> at that point i would have rather watched a 10 minute long buffalo <laughs> wild wings commercial than finish did this you episode. see the crazy i should have brought this up in the in in the news did you see the crazy organ commercial 
what the, the country that's not the country the, the state oregon not like internal oh, organs oregon like oregon o- oregon sorry i should have no what anymore. oh my god it was gorgeous i'll i'll everyone who, who's who's listening to this episode pause it and watch this oregon trailer or commercial. just don't come back yeah just don't really <laughs> come back we don't have much to say um it's a studio out here called Cypop teamed up with a Copenhagen animation company and they made this like Ghibli style three minute short. Oh, what? Um, of like things you can do in Oregon. Uh, and I think it's called like slightly exaggerated. Okay. Or only slightly exaggerated is the name of the short. That's and it's kind of cool. Gorgeous. Um, have you been up to Oregon? I've not. I, I now I want to go. Yeah. I loved Portland when I was up there. I went there for work mm-hmm. back when I still had, Real people job. Uh, I really loved Portland, actually. Okay. Really good food, really good like breweries. Is that your bat plug? Yeah, just the city of Portland. <laughs> they had a, a place that did like specialty mac and cheese. <gasps> oh, I love my mac and cheese. And it was right next to a comic book shop. Oh, I also love my comic book shops. So I was in heaven. Also, they have this great bookstore up there called Powell's. Okay, I feel like I've heard of this. Yeah, huge, huge, multi-level, just vast, vast, vast bookstore. And you know me, I I just I just get all kinds of hard. You need a good bookstore. Book yeah. I do, I do. I get it. Yeah. Uh, there was one thing in this episode, and and maybe you can give me some light on this, mm-hmm. as as the as the wiser of the two of us. <laughs> um, <It's> generous. <laughs> Farmer Brown says a line. So um, he he has a fifty million dollar ransom on the city. Yeah. Uh, spoken through a goat. <laughs> oh, um, the, still creeps me out. It is. Um, and they have Bullock because they needed someone. Yeah. Bullock delivers it to Emmy Lou, but then hides on the boat to get to the to their to their the, warehouse. The, the their, lair. Yeah, the, the no one knows is there somehow. Right. Um and they find out that the money is mo- is mostly fake. Yeah. So Farmer Brown says something to Emmy Lou that says, <laughs> Hun, there are two rules you need to understand. Uh you gotta check your shoes for what the cow left you. And check the money. What the fuck yeah. <laughs> does that even mean? Did you were those not common phrases that were taught to you when you were a child? My family owns a farm, and I have never <laughs> once heard anything that resembles "check your shoes for what the cow left you." It's, it sounds like a great saying. I would love to know what it means so I can bring it into my common vernacular. I mean, <laughs> there's the literal, but I guess what the metaphorical would be like. I don't know. Just don't step in shit. I guess. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Don't, watch don't where you step in yeah, shit. Watch or, where you walk, or you're gonna step or, in shit. Or, or, or I don't know. Like watch what you. I think it's a, like a, a southern don't, way of saying don't pay, dra- t- pay don't, attention. Maybe like pay attention, or like yeah, don't, don't drag your feet. Don't maybe. drag around other people's messes. Yeah. Maybe I, it's probably like a pay attention sort of thing. But obviously, always check the money. Very practical advice. No, that one makes sense. To I was pass just down to I all was children. So... Yeah, I mean, that's what my parents taught me when I was a kid. It's like Chris, remember. When you're in a ransom situation, yeah, and you're collecting the ransom, obviously, because we would never put out ransom to get you back, right? Acceptable losses. Mm-hmm. When that is happening, we spent enough money on you. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, private school education. Like, we, yeah, we've done oh, our job. All I right. get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Are you using that degree? No. Okay. <laughs> you. They can keep you. Yeah. Um. Yeah. They would always tell me, like, yeah, be sure when the money arrives, you check that shit before you load it onto the back of your ferry. Yeah. To drive out to your secret lair in the middle of Gotham Harbor. Exactly. You. You got to make sure there's no uh, print packets. Yep. Uh, you got to make sure there's no bat tracing devices. Absolutely. Yeah. Make sure you feed the demon goat. Mm-hmm. Because you don't want to piss him off. Right. He yeah. will haunt you. Yeah. And watch out for overweight cops trailing on the back of your boat. Yeah. Yeah. These are all very like common phrases. Right. Like, 
And then also check your shoes for the cow left <laughs> yeah, exactly. you. Exactly. But that's the one I always forgot. So I was always tracking cow shit to the house for the reason my parents would leave I'm me just gonna to the, Google the kidnappers. It. Check um, your shoes for... Yeah, but even even down to the, um, as you pointed out, the silo rocket that they end up in the end that's just filled with larvae. Like, this is not a real threat to Gotham, I feel like. I mean, I get these things are kind of hard to kill-ish. Um, these, like, massive mantis. You, you had a very <sighs> surprised expression on your face right there after looking this up. What, I, I Googled, check your shoes for what the cow left you, and the first article is how to birth a cow in your socks. What? And I'm just not even gonna. I don't want to. Wait, wait, that. wait, wait. Hang on. Are you wearing socks? Is this? I don't, it's, like, it's like a casual thing. Like, hey, like we're gonna teach you how to birth a cow. So you're so good. You don't even have to put on your shoes. You can just do it in your your comfy I, socks. I don't or is even, it you actually like birthing a cow physically into a sock? I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to click the link. Are we talking like long tube socks? I don't want to click the link. We're talking. It's like, from a website like, called feastandfarm.com. No show socks. Maybe some nice argyle. Like what are we? Ma- oh, I don't know if we want argyle with all that. <laughs> that <laughs> cow blood. Oh God! Something like cow print socks. That'd just be insulting. Uh, it looks like they made this saying up because nothing is is coming up for this. You know, I wouldn't be. A lot of articles about shoes. The perfect shoes from Esquire popped up. Oh really? What? Do they look good? Uh, I'm just looking at the articles. Oh, okay. at the, at the Google page. <laughs> yeah, oh, it, it's just the whole thing feels just weirdly out of place. Like, why? Why is there a? Why does this guy also have rocket technology? He's so smart. Yeah. And that's why I, I wish, like, when he when they did have the trope, the the southern tropes, I wish they would have had like that tech layer on top. Like when he was whittling, you would see it was like a laser. He was like a like yeah. a laser knife he was cutting with. Do you, Do you think that he grew up in the same town as the senator from Batman vs Superman with her her phrase about always check the the iced tea to make sure it doesn't piss? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's all every family has their own <laughs> their saying. Own saying. <laughs> Um, so let's very, very briefly, how do you think this would have been better as a Superman episode? Or do you think we would have just complained about it more because it was such a dumb film? I feel like if it had been a Superman episode, we would have just treated it more like it was par for the course Mm -hmm. because to be honest, a lot of Superman episodes are kind of duds. I think this would have been a, a dud forgettable Superman episode here. It is almost insulting because it's just not supposed to be a Batman episode. Yeah. Like we've had, I'd say overall the new Batman adventure stuff has been pretty damn solid. This is the first dud. Yeah. Like this is the first one where I'm like, you not only should you skip this, like you should do everything possible to avoid watching it. I I would put it, I wouldn't say avoid it. I would just put it very low on the list of like, if you want to keep watching, you should watch this one because it I, is fascinating. I, mean, I guess it's fascinating. I, I mean, I guess I guess the greatest sin of any form of entertainment is to be boring. Yeah. So this and it is not boring. It is not boring. It's insane. Mm-hmm. I, it just I feel like th- we have had so many really good episodes. Like we're in the era of Over the Edge and um, the Ultimate Thrill. Like these really great episodes and there's this this it just doesn't fit with anything else so i guess i would have rather have it been a superman episode so it could just like blend in with the other weird superman episodes and awesome how awesome would it be to watch superman fight a giant bull yeah yeah also what would have been interesting though is to see how different the designs would have looked because superman is a much brighter show so yeah. we would have had the we wouldn't have had the demon goat we wouldn't the, have had the, these, the death the, bats the mutated animals felt very tim burton-esque they did 
Yeah. But I feel like even Tim Burton would balk at these being like, oh, God. Yeah. Cause, it's cause, like they tried to copy Tim Burton. Because they are grotesque, which I think that is one thing about Burton is that he his stuff is weird and dark and creepy, but never gross. Right. This is gross. Mm-hmm. Actually, that's not true. Like, Johnny Depp and Charlie Chocolate Factory, he's kind of gross. <laughs> well, he's slimy. I wouldn't say gross. He's like, greasy. Yeah. And really, like, obviously pedophilic. It just doesn't. Yeah. That's doesn't okay. Work. No. doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, would you rather have this been a Superman episode? Yeah. I'm trying to think, like, what storyline it could could follow. And right. my mind went straight to, like, have it be, like, a PETA episode. <laughs> like, a, I, you know, I think I think you're on the right track with that, though. I think, like you said, had make Farmer Brown come from Smallville, have Clark know him, believe in him, have an existing relationship with him, um, have him maybe been driven to extremes of technology just because, like, farming's getting a lot harder, right? Yeah. And, and so, also not have him be evil for the sake of evil. Exactly. Like, have him be, like, pushed to compete in an increasingly challenging industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is his solution. Or make him generally want to try and do something about world hunger. I mean, like, well, we can actually try and solve this if we go down this path. And yeah, and not have him out for revenge or something like that, but have him genuinely trying to do something right with the world. But he just goes that mad scientist level. And put Superman in a position where... He has to stop Brown because of all the evil shit he's doing, but also he feels bad because the guy's just trying. Yeah. And that's all you would have had to do. Right. And it would have been great. Not great, but it would have at least had... It would like, have been better. It would have been better. It would have had some heart behind it, which mm-hmm. this has nothing. Yeah. Nothing in that regards. Yeah. This is one of those episodes where like this is a storyline. Like I said at the beginning, this could be a Scooby-Doo episode. This, yeah. This has no... There's no reason this is a Batman episode. Yeah. This could be a this could be an episode and you could put any protagonist yeah. in that place and it would work the exact same. Yeah, it could have been like a big monster wreaking havoc and they pull off the mask and then it's like, oh my God, Farmer Brown. Yeah. I would have gotten away with it too. If it wasn't for that damn bat and his two kids. <laughs> his bat hound. Yep. Who <laughs> we That's a good that's good. That's pretty yeah, thanks. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, shall we, are you, are you, are you done talking oh, I'm, about this? Oh, I'm, 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 I'm pretty done talking well about done. this. Well done. Absolutely well also, done Also, $50 this. million, dollars, that's a pretty big ransom for this show. I mean, it is a big, but also, I mean, like he, I know he was going to be like broke from not being able to turn a profit off of this investment, but like, look at this massive facility that he built. That's true. Clearly after the fact, because he'd yeah. be like be out of Gotham, this crazy facility with its different shaped elevators that's not cheap that's not that's all custom work right there yeah yeah god can't just hire regular contractors to build that shit no you gotta hire clandestine ones or just you just, you just hired wayne enterprises yeah because they'll get killed anyways you hired the same people who did the bat cave yeah well actually you couldn't they're all dead yeah yeah alfred got rid of that yeah it's just alfred that built it's just it. alfred that was that was the first bat cave <laughs> alfred's prototype bat cave and and uh uh, out in Gotham Harbor. Yeah. And yeah. There, there's a deleted scene as as the rocket is is flying out of the silo. You see Alfred in the back just like digging graves behind the building. Like, oh, what? oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, but yes, no, I'm 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 well and truly uh, done with this one at this point. All right. What are you watching, listening, reading um, at the moment? So I finished out uh, the eight volumes of Miss Marvel that I uh, downloaded off of. Uh, comicsology great continue to be great all the way through now i gotta figure out how i'm gonna keep reading it I don't, maybe, I'll just, <laughs> maybe i'll just wait for the trades to come out collected but no mm-hmm. it's 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 really good it's definitely something i still highly recommend 
Um, I started reading the book, A Wrinkle in Time. Okay. Have you read it? I did. A long time ago. What did you think? I remember loving it, but I was also in sixth grade. Okay. Amelia, I'm not very far. Um, I just, I, I find the, the dialogue especially weirdly clunky and blunt. Okay. Like, it, it feels like this weird world where people talk in a way that no one actually talks. But it's, Oh, yes, absolutely. But, like, but not, like, the adult version is like Sorkin, right? No one talks like Sorkin characters doing the real life. I dream to. God, it would be amazing, right? Everyone has the best comeback in an instant. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Have like a seven-layer conversation. Oh, I know. What I, I was I was hanging out with a friend recently, and he's like, hey, let's, let's like walk and talk. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, let's sork in it. And he looked at me like, <laughs> what? I'm like, don't, don't worry about it. Camera's here. Just don't pay attention <laughs> yeah, to it. Ignore the camera. Yeah, exactly. Steady cam's behind us. We're good to go. Yeah. Um, All yeah, your turns make perfect right angles. Yeah, perfect right angles. It was, I, I don't know. I'm, just, I'm not... I'm not enthralled with it yet. It's just kind of weird. So, like, I've, I've gotten to the point, I'm a little bit past the point where Mrs. What's it? Mm-hmm. The first one just shows up in the house, and I feel like no one reacted appropriately to it. Yeah, the same thing in the movie. Okay, because, like, <laughs> I, I get that the, the little boy is, like, weirdly intelligent for his age, and kind of, like, he obviously knows who this character is, and it's kind of comfortable and, and blunt and, mm-hmm. and strange, and the girl's a little bit too, but, like, I would have thought that the mom would be like, who the hell are you? And like, why are you in my house? And maybe it's because I've seen the trailer. So I just assume that the characters have these big, bright, lavish costumes. And like that visualization is contrasting with the way it's portrayed in the book a little bit. Yeah. So I haven't seen the movie. I'm kind of, I've heard the movie's not great. So I'm probably just going to read the book and see if I like it. Okay. I'm not loving it so far, but I'm going to try and get through it. I, I've been meaning to to download the audiobook and just kind of listen to it again and okay. see if it's as good as I remember. Because the only reason... I think the only reason I love it so much is because like that was the first book I remember really enjoying reading. Yeah. Um, so it might just be like that nostalgia factor. Okay. Yeah. I mean, but, but you know me, I'm not a huge nostalgia person. So no, you're not. not. And the thing is like kids books, maybe it does help you read them as a kid. Like I loved the Phantom Tollbooth as a kid. Okay. And I have gone back and reread that probably good three or four times and a mm-hmm. few years ago was the last time i did it so there was a book and please if anyone knows what book i'm talking about i would love to know what it is again because i have been hunting down the name of it for years and it was a murder mystery book of clue-esque um where a guy hosts a party um and then he dies but he left clues to who did it and whoever what? finds out who did it wins the mansion that they're in what that sounds yeah. awesome and it was so cool did you ever read i read it in sixth grade and i i, I can see the cover but i can't tell you what the name what's the of cover it look like maybe someone um, might know it looks like the poster for monster house the okay uh that that yeah. older animated movie um from from memory it has an orange border like a like a dusty orange border uh and then it's the house centered in a uh, like a, a sketchy, sketchy style. Okay. Interesting. If my memory is serving me right. Yeah. So you never know. You can't trust memory, actually. No, you can't. Did you ever read the Clue-branded books, like young, like Mm-mm. kids' books? They were kind of fun. They were um, they were whodunits. So, like, the first one was, like, the first book ended with the last one was, like, Who Killed Mr. Body sort of thing. But the mm-hmm. idea is that there are clues laid in throughout the book, and you're supposed to figure out the mystery, and in the end, of, at the back of the book is all the solutions. So it's like puzzles and whodunits and stuff like that. I 
I actually still have one. I think it's like old like logic games. I remember I was like a like ten year old reading this book, and it was like these logic games you had to figure out, and like the answers were in the back. Um, I don't know. I mean, like I think some kids' books hold up, and I've only heard yeah. people say really great things about A Wrinkle in Time, so I, I want to try and get through it. Um, but yeah, I, I haven't been loving it so far. Yeah, yeah, I understand. So. Um, now you haven't seen Tomb Raider yet, right? I have not. Okay, but you're probably gonna see it this week. I uh, yeah, almost. Uh, yeah, something else came out this week. Well, Love Simon came out this week, which I finally got. Yeah, to that see. was amazing. Yeah, we'll, so we'll talk about that. But okay, if you haven't seen Tomb Raider, I might wait because <laughs> I want to talk about it. Okay, I feel like no one else is gonna see it, so I feel like if you see it this week, next week we'll talk about Tomb Raider because I want to have a bit of a spoiler discussion about it. Okay, I want to get your thoughts on it. Um. And actually, I do... Okay, so I do want to talk about Love, Simon a little bit, but I want to talk about some stuff that would be considered kind of spoilery. Um, so maybe maybe do your plugs, and we'll come back around to it so I can like tag it and be like, hey, spoilery. If It's not my movie. You can cut. Well, uh, whatever. <laughs> um, okay, hold on one second. I'm trying to see Tomb Raider, Love, Simon. Oh, Gringo. Fuck Gringo. Um, okay, I guess those are the only two that came out this week. Yeah. Um, my big plug is I went to see Thoroughbreds this week. How Holy shit, that movie is so good. Is it good? It blew me. It well, I also went in. It was one of those experiences where like I hadn't seen a single trailer for it. Okay. Uh, I read the synopsis and I'm uh-huh. like, okay, this sounds interesting. Uh, it was fascinating. Yeah. I think it was initially written to be a stage play. Oh. Because okay. what what I found interesting was uh, when the credits were rolling, uh, there were only eight names in the cast. Really? There's only eight actors in this oh, movie. That's interesting. Uh, and I thought about it after seeing that. It's very Shakespearean. Shakespearean. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's only like three sets, really. Oh, okay. Uh, so this could easily be adapted for a stage play. Yeah. Uh, but it's so cool. The The score is so eerie and mm-hmm. bone-chilling because it's all like non-human sounds. Oh, what? Yeah, it's very weird. Huh. But it was it was great. I I'm really excited to watch it again. So like a, a high recommendation on this one. Yes. Like find a way to go see it. I, I think it's pretty limited release, right? Okay. I think also so. uh, Anton Yankin. Anton Yelchin. Anton Yelchin. Oh. Oh, it oh, it hurt. when he when he came on screen, like I got very emotional. Yeah. It's like he is such a good actor. He he really really is, and mm-hmm. it that's he's it's really heartbreaking. To, I know. Like, to see him again, yeah, because you just you you know that he would have had this really amazing career because he's mm-hmm. already off to a great start. Yeah, and, you know, even when he's in big stuff like Star Trek, he brought so much humanity and personality to a character that was already kind of cliche and mm-hmm. a little tropey. Yeah, and then Charlie Bartlett was like, yeah, I've never actually one seen of that, my I've big heard movies in high school and early college, and it, it's it's really good. It says Downey, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's like, Downey. It's like, it's like early Renaissance Downey. I, I would say, yeah, it's, it's, I wouldn't say it's Renaissance yet. I would say it's when he's coming back from his, um, like so is drug it, binge. Is it, is, but it's post kiss, kiss, bang, bang. I guess it is. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, it's pre Iron Man post kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Uh, um, that's not possible. Oh, it's oh no, sorry. Bang. That is possible. Yeah. I had it the other way around. You were right. Thank you. Um, we'll mark the calendar. Yeah, but yeah. Everyone should go see Thoroughbreds because okay. it's when the movie starts and you hear the soundtrack or the the score. It sounds like a horror film, hmm. and so I was very off put of like I oh, don't no. think I'm supposed to be here. Yeah. Um, but then know. like once you get to know the characters, like it's 
I, I, I was trying to put it in a genre after watching it. And the closest I could get is like a suspenseful slice of life. Huh? Uh, but it's great. Okay. It's so cool. Okay. I know it's just playing up the street. So I'm going to have to try and find it. It's playing at the Grove. I think in LA, it has a pretty wide release. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Because it is at the Grove. I know it's at the Sunset Theater. Mm Mm-hmm. For all those those LA residents who listen to this. Yeah. Want to know where our local theaters are. Uh, But yeah, everyone goes see Thoroughbreds. It was was so good. Yeah. It was so smart. Okay. Um, And then, like I said before, I watched the first episode of Queer Eye. Oh, uh, okay. It's great. It's, it's really it's it, it's so like heartwarming and cute. Did you ever watch the original? I did not. Yeah, I didn't either. I watched the South Park parody. It's one of my favorite episodes. Which was the South Park parody? Uh when all of the dads get really into fashion. Oh, I vaguely uh, recall this. And it was um it was like the the rise of the metrosexual. Oh. Uh and all the all the dads were being like super um not flamboyant. Um I can't. I can't think of the right word to to describe it. Like posh, or yeah, they were they were just like critiquing everyone's wardrobe, and like okay. Randy was just like like going full Tim Gunn. Yeah, uh, he he was wearing like a mesh, like a mesh shirt, oh uh, and they were going out, and he and like he turned to his wife, like, "Are you really wearing that, Shannon? Not Shannon. What's her name? Sharon. Sharon. Really, Sharon? Yeah." <laughs> uh, it's such a funny episode, and they even do like the walk down the street, and it's like the four. Like the four dads all walking together. Oh my god! And it's so funny. There's like rival. <laughs> oh, that's what it was. Like the kids get into it too. Oh. Um, and like one of the, I, I can't remember which kid it is anymore. One of them is like, why are like, who cares about all this stuff? That like, you just don't get it. Um, Sky, I remember Cartman dressed up. Yeah, it's probably Kyle who doesn't get it. Probably because he's poor. No, no, Kenny's poor. Oh, you said Kyle. Ky- yeah, Kyle's yeah, yeah. just always kind of like the the dissenter. Yeah, yeah. You just don't uh, get it, Kyle. It's so I love that episode so much. Need to go back and watch it. Oh my god, I think I may have seen that because it sounds kind of familiar. Mm-hmm. Or I maybe it's just seen stuff. From I think that I I vaguely remember the dads getting in a fight, like a slap fight. That sounds right. That's yeah. not, this all sounds very South Park. Yeah. It was it was right in like the beginning of the golden age of South Park. Okay. It's like a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Well, it's more than a few years ago now at this point, isn't it? I would say from like four to eight. No, that's 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 not fair because I think their their golden age was a lot longer than that. Yeah, they've always been. I would I would say the golden age started with uh, Love and World of Warcraft. Was that before? That was before Imagination Land, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh my God, Imagination Land. Yeah. Jesus Christ! What an uh, incredible piece of storytelling. <laughs> it is. Uh, yeah, Love and World of Warcraft. Because that was my first episode. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I think that makes sense. Because um, I remember that, and I remember Lesbos. Oh, the Isle of Lesbos? Oh, the, the 300 parody? Yes. That was a great that one. That was so good. <laughs> oh, that was great. We are Lesbos. <laughs> Back when it was uh, Mrs. Garrison yeah. still. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's about when I, that was the time when I was actually watching it pretty regularly. Mm-hmm. So like me in college, I'd watch it pretty regularly, not so much. Yeah. No. Uh, but yeah, those are my two plugs. Okay. Uh, do you want to briefly go over Love Simon? Yeah. So okay, I I fucking loved it because we were talking because you saw it before me because you, you were ready for this last week. I actually only just saw it. I just got out of the movie just now. Um, but I was saying how I really wanted something that felt more real mm-hmm. in terms of his portrayal of being gay, like. You saw Call Me By Your Name. I did. And I, I really liked Call Me By Your Name. And it's 
It's very emotional. Um, but it it felt a little too glossy. Romanticized? Yeah, like a little bit. A little bit. The nice thing about it is that it wasn't... It was nice to see a movie that wasn't negative or it didn't address the like the fear of coming out or being gay. So it was nice to see a story like that. But actually what I liked here was that it was done... That kind of story was done at that big... Like rom, like team rom com kind of level. Mm-hmm. Like, did you ever see the Duff? I did. I loved the. Duff. I loved that movie. This reminded me a lot of that. Like, yes. it's, that, it's very similar tone. It's like just, the whole thing is structurally kind of similar. Like, it more or less treads the path you think it's going to go, but it's just wavers enough from it to kind of feel fresh and has got great cast and like really great supporting actors too. Like the teacher, the the drama teacher in Love Simon. I don't know that actress's name. Oh, yeah, she was she, great. she stole every scene yes. she was in. She was absolutely fantastic. Um, and they would all joke about her too. Yeah, it was. Oh, but it just it was. It's it's very funny. It's very charming. It's very real mm-hmm. too. And so I, I guess the reason I said that what I want to talk about is kind of spoilerly esque is that so towards the end when he gets outed online, yeah. And he confronts the guy who did it, and he tells him, like, you took that, that uh, yeah, away I, from me. I wanted me. to talk about that scene, because that scene is so powerful. Well, it really is. So we, you and I were having an off-air conversation about the best F-bomb uses in a PG-13. Mm-hmm. And, like, how like, X-Men First Class is one of the best ones. Yeah. Because it's, it's so funny. For me, like, this one was super impactful, because he just tells the guy to fuck off. Yeah. You're like, it, it catches you by surprise. You kind of forget, like, oh, right, this is PG-13. But, mm-hmm. like, they throw it in there. But I, what... What I what resonated with me on that was so I, I never had that experience. I never got out or anything like that. I got to you never got blackmailed. I never got blackmailed. No, I never got outed. I, I was always doing the outing myself. But what he talks about that idea of like something got taken away from him, that resonated mm-hmm. with me because it's like the idea that it's the feeling that you didn't get to do normal things as like a teenager or as a young adult because you weren't normal. Mm-hmm. Or that you were pretending to be someone you're not, so you didn't get a chance to do that stuff. And it's it's hard to come up with specifics necessarily, but like I don't even know what the examples would be. But like not having like like the high school rom like not like being in love in high school, like having like right the, having your quarterback cheerleader moment. Yeah, that's that sort of stuff. Yeah, it, it's those it, it, the the sort of tropes that I think for most people don't have those anyways. But you have that extra pain of feeling like, well, there was no way for me to have that. Like I that was kind of taken from me without not by anyone in particular but just by circumstance mm-hmm. that's what really resonated with got me it was I, I think that anyone who's ever felt like they had to come out has had the experience of one going like well why like why is this thing i have to like declare to people that i don't fit the norm yeah. and then also finding really small ways where like oh but that's not the life i get to live i still have that like i'm almost 30 and i still have that sometimes mm-hmm. um yeah it's like that that really, really got to me. And, of yeah. course, his conversations with his parents, too. Oh, God, like, his talk with his mom and his dad, both, both of them. Both of them, yeah. We're so good. I know. I mean, we've talked about the fact that I'm just crying at things left and right that, these days. The that, whole that audience me. was sobbing. I could hear everyone sobbing when yeah. he was talking to his mom. But, I mean, so you said that that scene when he confronts his his outer, like, really stuck with you. Like, what jumped out for you about it? Well, I, I was, just, like, just that idea of... Um, because as someone who doesn't have to come out of the closet, yeah, um, it just like the idea of like, yeah, taking something that personal away. Like I couldn't even imagine. I can't relate 
to that in any sense. Like yeah. I, I, that's so foreign to me of like, there's, there's something so personal that I want to tell and someone gets to say it instead. Yeah. Like that just sounds so heartbreaking. And I also like the idea of coming out in high school. I had a few kids in my school that were gay. Um, but either they either the whole school knew it of them coming in mm-hmm. or they waited until after graduation to come out. Yeah. I, I can't think of anyone. I'm sure I have, I have a few friends from high school that still listen to this. Um, yeah, I can't think of anyone, but one of my best friends came out and it was such a like underplayed moment because mm-hmm. it was so funny. We, he came out in a Panda Express. Oh, <laughs> um, and I showed up late too, so like oh, he, you were like jumping in this conversation. Did that happen again? Yeah. Oh no, no, they didn't God. have it again. Um, it was like I I came in because it was uh, there were like six of us in, in this yeah. uh, Panda Express, and three of them are laughing, and then one of my friends is like just has like out m- mouth wide open. Yeah. I'm like no, you're joking. And I came in, and they're like, oh yeah, so and so just came out of the closet. I'm like, oh haha, that's funny. Yeah. And, like, no, he's he's serious. Yeah, because I'd I'd known this kid since sixth grade, mm-hmm. and it never even occurred to me. Yeah, uh, and like it was one of those situations where like I didn't believe him at first. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like this was just a long joke. Yeah, and I remember calling because uh, it was like there were three of us. It was the guy with his mouth wide open, me, and then the guy that came out. We'd been best friends since sixth grade, and so uh, me and uh, my friend Dylan. We called each other on the way home from Panda Express. Just like, yeah, this is like this is fine, but this is weird. Yeah, this is fine, but like it's we've known this guy for so long. It it was a weird like after that day, we we didn't look at him in any differently. Right, like, I still like we still hang out and we talk and we play games together. Uh, but it was just like that one day with like, do we really know him? I, I, I think that becomes a big part of it Mm -hmm. like i i was very lucky that pretty much everyone i came out to didn't have any issue with it Mm -hmm. and where there was friction it was kind of around that idea of being like oh we just we it's not like we feel like we don't know you but it's like oh we didn't realize there was so much going on that we didn't know about yeah yeah that's that's more what it was yeah and and that's exactly it and like i i've only know i only know of that really um on the gay end of it, if you will, not not on the other end. Like I've had other people come out to me and like having already gone through that, I'm much more just like, fuck yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the party. It's great. Welcome um, to the other side of the glitter door. Yeah, exactly. Just got glitter. glitter so door. much glitter. Just glitter and rainbows everywhere. Oh, you're coming out. Here's your coming out, kid. Oh my god, I wish they would have that. I really, <laughs> really wish they had that. Um but yeah, I I it won't be in that. <laughs> like margarita <It's> mix <laughs> two bottles of glitter like a like a, a man thong yeah there's much more in there there's much more in there too yeah i'm, I'm not i'm not i'm not gonna. i'm just i'm just getting just like blatant blatantly mean now no i i'm stopping myself from getting too graphic with other things <laughs> that include in that <clears throat> that kit um but no it it was gotcha <laughs> Uh, I I really appreciated just the the way they handled that and that I I actually got kind of mad. 
I mean, you're supposed to get mad, but I got mad at that moment when he got added by somebody else because for me, not having gone through that and like, well, then it you miss it. I thought I was going to miss out on just the the sort of awkwardness that comes with that because there's kind of like this classic idea that like you never really stop coming out. Yeah. Right. Um, I have done my best to make it so I don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> like. <laughs> I've told you, you saw what I'd done on Facebook a few years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I guess we knew each other. Maybe, I don't know. This was National Coming Out Day, I guess, like two years ago now. And pretty much all my family, like my close family already knew. Yeah. But there was people who didn't. And so I posted like the, the classic, like, I heart and then a picture of a chicken. So oh, I yeah. heart cock. I just put that on my Facebook. I'm like, there you go. That's yeah. it. That's. <laughs> but even like, even when I, I did that, I'm very personal here. Even when I did that, it was that was a way for me to own that moment in a way that I had never been able to do before. Because mm-hmm. whenever you do it before, you're trying to like find a way to like broach it in a conversation. There's no good segue for it. Right. Um, so you're like, uh, oh, by the way, this So butts. Yeah, so yeah. butts. Yeah. <laughs> so have you ever have you ever just like like seen a penis and been like, Yeah. 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 I get it. <laughs> you know? There's not a no one like serves you up to then like spike the I'm gay <laughs> ball. Right. How did I find a way to come out coming out in sports? Doesn't matter. I don't know. Um, well, because I didn't know you were gay when I first met you. No, well, it took I, a couple months before yeah. I think someone told me. Well, because I have to. I kind of find myself having to drop it in conversation because I just I'm not obvious. Mm-hmm. I guess about. I just it. thought you were stylish. <laughs> I'm <laughs> like, oh, most, this is LA. I get th- it. And this is why most gay men think that I'm straight because they look at me like, oh, he's not stylish. No. <laughs> you're, Cameron, you're much more stylish than me at this point. This is a well-established fact. But, um, but there's like that, that always that kind of awkwardness is like when for me, I finally was like, okay, I'm going to find a way to do this in a way that feels reflective of who I am as a person and to be, uh, to kind of subvert the seriousness that had had occurred in most times. So you built a Lego sculpture that just said, I'm gay. Now, God damn it. That's what what I really, that's what I really should have done. It it is what you should have (laughs) done. That's as personal as it gets for you. Or I should have edited together like the uh, the gun barrel sequence of like the James Bond intro, just mm-hmm. in, but instead of Bond coming in front of the thing, it's just <laughs> the words "I'm gay" just yeah. bounce across the street, boom, shoot straight at you. <laughs> yeah, but no, it it um, I'm really glad this movie exists because I'm hoping. I mean, when I went and saw it this afternoon, it, theater was packed. Now, mm-hmm. admittedly, I saw it at the Grove, which is right next to West Hollywood, so it was just like, like right, this is the gay, West Hollywood, all gay movie. guys there. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm really hoping that it'll hit a broader audience. People can watch this and be like, oh, like that's kind of what this experience mm-hmm. is like. Cause it felt very honest in a way that something like call me by your name didn't yeah. quite well, the same way. Especially with this movie, watching the trailers, I was very against this movie in the trailers cause I thought it was them playing up the idea. And again, you, you can, you can correct me if this is, if this is too off base. Uh-huh. Um, I thought it was them playing up the idea of like, you have to do this grand gesture if you're coming out. And I thought oh, it was going to okay. deter people. Oh, like, okay. If, yeah. I, if I don't do it correctly, then like I, it has to be perfect. And yeah. like, it would add so much stress onto people's lives because of that. And I'm watching it. Like clearly that wasn't the execution. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, it, yeah, it's great. Yeah. No, it, it, it's really sweet. And yeah, I, I remember seeing the trailer too and being kind of like, man, I'm not sure about this. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the more I was like kind of reading about it, I'm like, okay, no, this, this seems to be like, they know exactly what they're going for. Yeah. And it, it is very bright and fun. It is. It's, it's really funny mm-hmm. too. It, yeah. And it's very much like the Duff. It's very much like a, 
Uh, what, what were those eighty teen movies? What's John Hughes. Yeah, it's like Hughes. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. There's definitely some some Hughesian. Mm-hmm. We'll say that elements to it. Yeah, a tint of hue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know why that got me. That's good. Um, um, but yeah, it's it's really amazing. Like I, I, I just recommend it in general. Um, but I would say especially if sounds weird but especially if you're not gay it's good to watch it because i think it helps give some context to mm-hmm. what that whole experience is like yeah which is hard to do even i have always had a hard time communicating exactly what that feels like mm-hmm. um yeah it's yeah, great it was go, great go yeah, watch so it. everyone go watch that and, and then go watch thoroughbreds yeah do that do that too yeah <laughs> learn about coming out and then learn about killing your stepdad uh did thoroughbreds make you cry it did not okay so there we go <laughs> okay yeah, be prepared. It to made cry. my skin crawl though. Okay, well, hey, you know, uh, as long as it's eliciting emotional response, it's good. Um, it's the same shivers either way. Yeah. Okay, but I think that uh, I think that does finally do it for us. <laughs> we did it. Uh, but if you do want to write out to us and uh, tell us what we got wrong, yep, uh, you can find us at Tim Talk Pod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Gmail. Yes, you can. Uh, if you want to reach out to me personally, I am at Lordifer on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and you can find me, if you want to see my face, it's at Cam Dexter underscore adventures. Uh, if you want to see my art, it is at Cameron.Dexter. You had to stop and think about that for a second. No, I was thinking about uh, the Ready Player One animations that I have not started yet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's coming down the pipeline. Oh, Okay, nah, never mind. I said new trailer drop for that. I finally saw it when I went to go see something recently. Mm-hmm. I, the, I'm so fucking excited. I know, that movie. me too. I know. God damn it. Um, we'll do an episode just on that. Yeah, oh, yes, we will. We have to. <laughs> yeah. um, and then if you want to see my shirts and stuff, uh, you can yeah. go to at Core Memories Co. Uh, we have a few new shirts coming in the next two weeks. Guys, I've seen them. They're awesome. Thank you. They're so awesome. Um, but yeah. Uh, you make me miss Disneyland. Good. Yeah. That's the goal. Yeah. Also, um, WonderCon. It's next weekend. It's next weekend. You it and I will both be there. Yes, we will. Uh, but anyways, I think that about does it this time. That's it. Yeah. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye. Have you ever been listening to NPR and thought to yourself, gosh, I love the human interest aspect, the dulcet voices of the hosts, the promise of totes, but I just hate how true it all is. That's where we come in. It's This American Lie, an hour of improvised NPR. We're a lot like that other show, but we make it all up in front of a live audience every second Saturday at the Nerdist School stage. Find show and ticket information at NerdistSchool.com or catch the podcast on the Nerdist School Network. Search for us on iTunes. The Nerdist School Network. For class and show information, visit NerdistSchool.com.